Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, Eman. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mo. And today we have a special guest here on the Killer Crossover Podcast, my guy, Gabe, a.k.a. Mr. Frank Alvin, a.k.a. Mr. Check, a.k.a. Mr. No Pausing. The man <laughs> is here. We're getting ready to get it in with my boy, asking questions. Y'all ready? Let's go. Yes, Let's do this. All right, let's get into it. First of all, Gabe, welcome to the no the sorry, the Killer Crossover podcast. Uh, thanks uh, for having me today, doing, bro. Man? I'm good, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, regular work day, standard nine to five, paid them bills and uh went to the gym and and now i'm here with you know with the homies how, how, how y'all doing we're good man we're good can't doing, complain doing we do well. the nine to five thing too yep. you know my boy e just uh moved into a brand new house and your boy mo is Sorry. running a wedding at this moment so we we're, oh, we're staying busy oh, over here what? yeah y'all, y'all doing big things bro i like that man success and that's right for that's sure, dope. For sure. congrats on the uh congrats on the house congrats Thank on you. the Congrats on the engagement, the wedding. Thank that, that's what's up, bro. Thank you so much. Yep. So let's All right, get man. Let's it. just get into it. Yeah. Go ahead, man. So, so uh, Gay, man, just just take us through your journey, man. What what inspired you to become a rapper and tell us about your 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 big break? But first, talk about the journey first before we get into the big break. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, a, a lot of people might not know, but. Um, I, I used to live in LA, man, as a kid. Um, kindergarten through uh, third grade, I was in LA. And during my time, uh, my mom had me in a lot of extracurricular activities. Uh, one of them was playing the piano. So uh, I had a really good instructor, uh, Mrs. Sangster. We used to live in Inglewood and I, I would go there and play all the time. Uh, I had recitals and whatnot. I used to take piano lessons with my cousin, uh, Thaddeus. He's a dope-ass DJ. He go by the name of uh, DJ Volcano for you. You can find him on IG at that handle as well. And we used to be in there together, man, playing the piano. Uh, when I moved to the Bay Area, going into fourth grade, I didn't have an instructor. So um, I was really good at reading music beforehand. But after that, and not having an instructor for a while, my ability to read music was not as great. But I still... Um, definitely played by ear, you know, would still be able to pick up a tune. And I just never really put it down. Um, I had long periods of time where uh, I was not playing the piano at all, but you know what I'm saying? I, it was in me, it wasn't on me, you feel me? So it, it never it never stopped. Um, and to be quite frank with you, I would have never thought that it would have all transpired into, you know, me producing my own music, engineering my own music, um, and just being my own hub of everything musically. Um, I never imagined that I would even be where I am today. And, um, in my head, you know, the, the job is still only 1% done, um, but I've figured out a lot of things. I've been through a lot of tests um, to get through this point. And, you know, the journey is far, far from over. I'll definitely sit back and reflect a lot on where I've come from and where I am at now. And, you know, I'm blessed. So talk to us about when you had your big break and when do you have that realization like, oh man, this is 
this is what I'm doing. Like, this is where I want to be. Well, if you want to call it your big break. <laughs> I, definitely. Um, I, I've never really looked at, you know, I feel like big break is considered to be when somebody blow up or, you know, everybody know who you are, everybody know your song. But for me, man, my big break was realizing that I could do everything by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need nobody. Like, I don't need you to make my beat for me. I don't need you to mix my song. I don't need you to record my song. I don't need you to master my song. So, you know, rest in peace on some nip shit. You feel me? It's all money in over here because I'm not going through anybody for anything. And to give y'all some num some numbers on what that looked like on the low end, um, if you, you know, if you're buying a beat for somebody, let's say they charge you a hundred, cool. If you go to record your song, you know, on the low end, let's say recording your song is $80 an hour, a two hour minimum. That's $160. We already at $160. We didn't even put out the song yet. So you done, uh, you had you had $260 off buying the beat and recording the song. Let's say you wanted to get the song mixed. The guy that I was going to go to, he's very good. And mixing the song is definitely the part that you want to pay for because that's where all the fine tuning takes place to get your music to sound how you want it to sound. He was charging 500 just to mix the song. So 260 plus 500, I'm already at $760. I ain't even moved the song yet. You know I mean? And then if I want to master the song, I think he was charging 100 for that. So altogether, I've spent $860 that's given that I also recorded that song in that two-hour session. $860, bro. Like, really, you know, think about that off one song. If a motherfucker got five songs, I'm not going to do that math right now. But, you know, five times six is 30, carry the three. Oh, nigga, $4,330 for five songs. Five songs. You, you've already spent almost uh, five bands. So... My big break for me was knowing that I did not need anybody to do those things for me and that I invested in myself enough and I'm further investing still to take me beyond that point to make me great. So um, my big break for me was becoming my own, my own boss. Yeah, one of the things I really respect about you, man, is that you're, you're self-made, you're a well-rounded machine, like you, you said, you do it all, you do it everything. Kind of walk us through your development and when you decided like the moment where I'm just gonna do this myself, fuck everybody else. I'm gonna do this me for myself and do it my way and not have people in my ear. Bro, I'm, bro, I'm frugal, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? You could go to Food Match right now and you have Honey Nut Cheerios next to Honey Nut Tastios. They both Honey Nut something. You know what I'm saying? They both cereal. You feel me? One costs $5, the other one costs $3. You right. know what I mean? And honestly, if I'm keeping it a buck, the generic brand is pretty damn good. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a good worker don't blame their tools. And I had the tools around me um, and I continued to buy the tools that were necessities to get me to that point because when I, when I began producing and whatnot, or when I even had the desire to produce, of course, the first thing that was, one of the many things of the important things that crawled into my mind was the financial aspect of how I'm gonna finance what it is that I wanna do. 
And me laying out the numbers for you guys already and not exactly being in a financial position and or having a job that would fund what it is that I wanted to do, I had to rely on myself because I didn't have the paper to be cashing nobody out to do no crazy shit. And at one point in time, you know, I was rocking with somebody that was cool. The price was feasible, so I would save up my money to go to the studio and do my thing with him. Mind you, I'm in the studio with this guy. Uh, this is the homie. His name is On. He go by On Varane. Uh, he ain't really doing this music thing no more. And On helped me a lot um, to get to where I am today. Like that was my that was my starting point in terms of recording. And at that point, I was so hungry to just get stuff done that I was going to the studio and I would just knock it out. You know what I mean? And when you go into a studio and you're about to record your song, a lot of people may not even realize you going to the studio to fuck up, low key. Because when you writing them bars, when you listening to your song, and you ain't necessarily in front of the mic, you're trying to project what it is that you sound like in your head into that microphone. And you may not get that the first time. You may not, God know how long it takes you to get it. Everybody work ethic is different. Some people go in there, they be able to, you know, knock it out real quick. Some people, it might take them a bunch of time. You might have different elements to that song. You know what I mean? So that two hour window is all dependent upon how well you're about to execute what it is you're going to execute within those two hours. So yeah, man, I got started in terms of just not wanting to continue to pay anybody to do anything. That's how I really got started with doing, with where I am at now. Nice. Um, listening to some of your stuff, um, I heard a little bit of that Kendrick sound. Is it safe to say that he's been an inspiration in your, in your music? I got a lot of inspirations, man, from Kendrick yeah. to, you know, Nick, Drake, Big Sean's yeah. one of my favorites, uh, Gambino, Chance, like, uh everything that i have listened to you know i listen to what they do very well you know what i mean and i don't re-emulate myself to be who they are but take what it is that they do well and see how i can mold myself to do that well as well within the confines of myself you know what i mean once upon a time you know in and out might have been the only burger place right and somebody that really liked burgers went to in and out I was like, damn, I like this burger. You know what I mean? This is something that I could definitely make too. And they had different, they, they liked different elements that I in and out burger, took those. When it opened up their burger shop, they in business. You know what I mean? So I definitely have a lot of influences that um, have attributed to how I like to produce, how I like to rap. A little Wayne is also a huge, huge influence on me. I've always admired, um, his metaphors, man. You know what I mean? Like, his metaphors go crazy. You know, I'm talking like the drought Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? Like, come on the mixtape and just, you know, spit some crazy, just, what did he just say type shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> At you. And that is No ceilings type, Lil Wayne. Mixtape yeah, Wayne no was a different type, beast. You know? No ceilings, motherfucker. God, that Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? And, uh, He's definitely one of my big influences too, man, on just how I like to uh, deliver my metaphors. So yeah, to answer your question, bro, I appreciate that as a comment because Kendrick is one of the greats, if you ask me that. 
Uh, yeah. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is going crazy. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. The album is stupid. Um, and I always appreciate about him as an artist that, you know, he's spitting, but it's a bop. You feel me? Because some people don't know how to do that. Like, that's talent. Being able to use something you could bop your head to, but be like, damn, like, what'd he say? You know what I mean? And it's a lot of, for lack of a better word, interesting rappers out here. No, yeah. I mean where it, they song by, but the bars don't. You feel me? So, right. yeah, um, I definitely have a lot of influences. Yeah, and that's that's just what I was gonna ask. You answered it perfectly, because I was gonna ask. You know, you have a little bit of Kendrick, and I, yeah, I, w I was gonna mention uh, a little bit of Drake in there too, and just all your influences. How do you take and pull? What? How do you know what you want to pull? from their sound to create your own sound and you answer you answer that perfectly and to to add to it you mentioned like producing and like production your production inspirations who exactly or like who in particular do you draw your your production inspiration from you know that's a great question and sometimes i really suck at answering this because I be listening to music and I'm just like, ooh, that not, you feel me? But yeah. I don't necessarily always look up the producer. So of course I got my usuals or the people that everybody know, you know, the Callies, the Timberlands, the uh, Pharrells, the mm -hmm. Scott Storch, the Ryan Leslie's, uh, uh, Mustard, uh, fucking, uh, what's the brand name that, um, forgot the album with Big Sean. I forget his, oh, bro. That's my bug, but I, I can't think of it of them of them oh, right uh, now. Uh, Metro booming, Metro yes, booming. Metro booming. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, there's so many, there's so many producers out there, bro. Uh, there's a lot of. I didn't know for the longest time that Thames actually produces a lot of her stuff. Uh, her is super talented. Love I had no idea that so you know good. she played so many instruments. You know what I mean? Um, Bro, the list goes on, 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 and uh, production as an artist, I feel like it's super, super important because at any point in time, you can create any sound you want. And once you know how to produce and you are privy to what elements to hone into when you're listening to a song, you can recreate anything. You could create yourself off of other creativity you know what i mean so yeah man that list of producers is long hey gay man can you just walk us through your songwriting process man because one thing I'm, i admire about you bro is that you're very witty you have an extensive vocabulary you got a way with words your wordplay is crazy so i'm kind of curious what's your what's your songwriting process like i appreciate that man thank you um Honestly, bro, that, that that song process differs from every single song. Um, I don't, and because I'm on the production side now as well, uh, you know, I do my best to feel out my beats. And my biggest thing when I'm writing the song is that first line. That first line is like the thesis in writing your college essay, bro. It really gotta, you know what I mean? It gotta hit. You know, uh, we live in um, we live in a time where, you know, music is music is like the dope game, bro. You feel me? Music is like the dope game. When people got that blue magic from uh, 
from Frank Lucas, as soon as they inject that into their into their vein, they was on a high. So, so you know, I try to look at my music the same way, my bars the same way. Like, what this first line? How is this first line gonna take my audience? You know what I mean? I'm still gonna be me, most definitely. But you know, what is what is this first line gonna do for me? That's gonna do for them? Because if I'm not feeling it, how I expect you? To and by feeling it, I mean like you know, it moved me. So, um, yeah, man, it's and sometimes I, sometimes I have bars, but I ain't got no beat. Sometimes I have a beat, but I ain't got no bars. And sometimes the two that I have will go together. So it varies day to day. It varies energy to energy. It's really all dependent upon how I'm feeling, how I feel, what. How, how I feel when I hear what I hear. So, you know, ain't no one day ever the same. Frank Alvin, how did that, how did you come up with that name? And what, what was the, what was the whole story behind, behind it? Yeah, most definitely, bro. So, uh, initially checkmate, right? I was, early 20s i was working at the ymca and i was watching these badass little kids but but the kids were super smart when it came to playing chess like i was like Man. and i didn't know how to play chess at the time but i was always intrigued by the game you know when you see some ogs playing chess they taking their time with it you know what i mean they uh are very um particular about their moves because they don't want to put themselves in a position where they're, that's gonna be disadvantageous to them. They wanna have all the advantages. And if you do put yourself in that situation, it's, it's because you're setting yourself up for something greater. So uh, chess is all about making the right moves to you know result in victory. And that's how I came up with the name Checkmate. Um, of course, anybody that knows about the game of chess can relate to that. Um, but as I was doing my research and figuring out how to put my music onto different platforms. Um, I also noticed that there were other people that was going by the name Check or Checkmate. I went from Checkmate, I shortened it to Check. I was like, you know what? Nah, because I would like to make myself a little bit more distinguishable. So how Frank Alvin came about, Frank is my middle name. Frank is my dad's name. And Alvin is my dad's middle name. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just merge that together. And it sounds good. Frank yeah, Alvin. It, it rolled right off the tongue. It does. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, this is the way. And uh, you know, when you go in, when you go on YouTube, you type in checkmate, other things gonna pop up. I'm gonna pop up too, but when you go into YouTube right now, you type in Frank Alvin, I'm the first face you see. So you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we on. That's the time, that's the type of time we on on that Frank Alvin time. And when I told my dad that uh, I changed my name to that, yo, he was ear to ear with it. And my dad is a Marine, man. He laughed, you know what I'm saying? He be smiling and shit, but yeah. you know, that brought him some joy. And you know, it means a lot to me that uh, I have the ability to actually have that as my name. So yeah, man, that's how Checkmate came about. That's how Frank Alvin came about. Okay. So is the is the check, is the check moniker done or is strictly Frank Alvin now? Or hey you man, know? you know, it's a lot of people like yourself, Mo, that know me as Check, that know me yeah. as Checkmate. And yeah. Feel me, if I was in 
Bali and you was in Bali and you was like, check, nah, I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> I'm gonna for sure turn around. You know, so it's 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 gone, but it ain't, you know, it ain't gone, you know. Yeah. Uh Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, yeah. you know how many names yeah. that man had. Right. You know, uh, yeah. Kanye West, Yeezy, Yay. Yeah. Yeah. You feel me? So no nah, man, it ain't it ain't gone, but it's gone. I got it. <laughs> Kendrick, yeah. K-Bach, Kung Fu Kenny, Mr. Morale, Big Stepper. I get it. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking here and I saw I actually watched uh the video, all the videos you got posted on your links, on your link tree. I, I watched all the videos on your YouTube. And I watched in particular a scene uh moving and I seen you wearing rocking that who cares sweater. That who cares sweater? You you got connections with who cares? Uh, actually, bro. Um, Amart. I used to Yo. work with. A, I used to work with Amart at Nike in San Leandro, man. That's how oh, I know yeah. that. Yeah, okay. bro. I used to work with. Man, working at that. Uh, working at that Nike in San Leandro, bro. Like, the East Bay is a culture in itself, bro. Like. Oh, yeah. It's the Bay Area. You got San Jose, you got Berkeley, you got Oakland, you got Richmond, you got, you feel me, Frisco. You got a whole lot of places in the Union City Mill. We could talk all day about the Bay Area. You know what I mean? You could look at, bruh, Fremont has different cultures within the city. You know what I mean? It's yeah. what, it's what, five five high schools in Fremont, right? Bro, you, yeah. could, you, could, you could line up 20 people. At one point in time, you could line up 20 people from all of them schools and be like, you go to Urban Team, you go to American, <laughs> you go to Kennedy, you go to fucking Newark Memorial, you go to Washington, and you don't even know these motherfuckers, bro. Yeah. You don't. So, yeah, man, I, I, I hopped on a who, uh, Amart, man. Amart is who I know from Who Cares. And shout out to um, Who Cares and him. You know, he really doing yes, this. Yes, sir. You know, so it's a dope brand. He, he really is. Um, I played hoop with Amar. I actually so I actually coached against him. I'm I'm a few years older than him. So I coached against him when he was playing in like middle school, junior high. <laughs> and then uh once he got into once he finished high school, got into college, I was playing like with him and against him in a, in a bunch of adult leagues. When he started uh Who Cares, the reason I bring it up is because I noticed in all your videos you keep it real Bay Area. And uh I just love how you represent for the Bay Area in your videos and I was just wondering if we could see if we're if we're if we can anticipate seeing more of the the local brands in in your future videos you know you got who cares absolutely, you got absolutely. um I, I don't have any sav stuff but I know Amart is mm -hmm. uh you know his um, brother is collect and select right collect and select I love their shorts um, my homie Princeton, he has his brand LaFresh. I don't know mm -hmm. if y'all heard about that. Um, my other homie Ed and the, um, I believe it, I forget the other brand name, but All Cat, um, All Cat, No Cap, All Real um, clothing. Um, and then my homie Ant got uh, his club and apparel. So yeah, bro, I have a couple, uh, quite a few Bay Area people that I actually know. Like I have their apparel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of them are doing their thing on different levels, and it's really dope to see that A, B, contribute um, back to them and, you know, just keep them going. And I really have a close 
uh, relationship. My closest relationship of all of them is definitely with uh, my homie Ant and then my homie um, Princeton LaFresh. Um, so, you know, I get to bounce ideas off those guys. Um, and then when I uh, see the others, um, no cap all real and who cares, collect and select, you know, I definitely um, support and, you know, be picking stuff up. So, yeah, absolutely. You're going to see more of that in my videos. You feel me? Like, For I don't sure. know. My brother, I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't, own, I don't own nothing designer, bro. And, you know, <laughs> designer don't really, you know, they got cool things, but it don't move me, you know, to the point where like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get that. You feel me? Yeah. And I got the homies over here doing their thing. You know, I'm going I'm to support that way, you know? So, For yeah. sure. We got we to gotta get, you got to help us get them on uh, our show. All, all uh, your homies, all your homies. We get them on our show. Sure. And for our listeners, my man specifically said he ain't rock no designer, but he's still one of the freshest, most original dudes that I know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. So, Gabe, a uh, question for you, man. Speaking on your videos, um, I don't know if it's still on your Instagram, but this was a while ago where you're doing like this uh, it's a video, but it's like you freestyling. I don't know if it was an actual song, but I think it was more of a freestyle where you're um, you're downtown San Jose. You got the mm. St. Mary's hoodies on. Yeah. You're at Levick's, eating the eating the eating the burrito. Yeah. You're just you're just rapid fire, man. That's honestly yeah. that's one of my favorite videos of yours. I appreciate like, that. Uh, when it comes to your videos and your creative process, do you write all the treatment and creative ideas yourself? Or yes, sir. what goes in that process? Yes, sir. So um, damn, bro, I ain't listened to that song in hell long. So the, the, <laughs> I had to take it back. <laughs> the whole story behind that song is, um, my homie Riles, Riles Nagunga. Uh, I've known Riles, bro. It's a few homies that I got that I've known since high school, but Riles, my man, has been a crazy, phenomenal athlete his whole ass life, bro. I met him a couple of times through Jeremy. Yeah, bro, and we all. It's a few of us that lived on the same block on Sundale, somewhere along that block on Fremont in Fremont. And uh bro, I used to I I had a bike with pegs, bro. I I'd go to I bike over to Rob's house, pick him up, he'd be on the back of the pegs and you know I'll say we a mob to school. You feel me? So that's been my guy since that's been my guy. And um while he was uh doing his masters at East Bay, uh he had hit me up, he's like, hey. I got this idea and I need you to, you know, I would like you to write some bars to um, to the to this idea that I have. And I was like, all right, we had a conversation and I asked him to tell me everything that he was, you know, all of his ideas, what he wanted me to talk about. And that's how that song came about. What you don't know is that song, and I'll send it to you, but I still have it. That song is actually so I had I was about to go two ways with that musically. I was like, mm, this over Marcy Migo, crazy. Cause at that time 444 was that album went nuts. So, you know, I hopped on that way. But I have another version of that song. And the uh instrumental that I used with was First Day Out by T Grizzly. So, bruh. <laughs> that song goes stupid on that T Grizzly beat, bro. It go, it go crazy, but um in terms of the the creativity it started with Ross. um we sat i sat down i was on the phone what are your ideas i wrote them down i took that i transformed it and then uh, i shot that video on my iphone 
the homie that's in there, oh. Ali, Tricon Factory, he also has a clothing brand. Ali was actually the first person that, Tricon Factory was the first brand that put any Checkmate apparel out. And shout out to Ali, man. I really appreciate dude. He was the first person to do that for me. Um, he put my autograph on a t-shirt. He put my autograph on, on some hoodies. Um, I eventually put that autograph on a beanie where I don't even know where that beanie at no more. But yeah, man, that, that's how that song came about. And then I was like, you know what? I'll be in downtown San Jose. I know the area. I'm going to just go film there. And I had Ali follow me around with my with my iPhone and my uh, my gimbal, and we just did the damn thing. So, yeah, that was that was dope, man. Enjoyed that. that. So, what can we expect in the near future? Or what can we look forward to coming from Frank Alvin? Oh, bro, too much, <laughs> <laughs> too much, man. Um, great question, man. I do have a lot in the pipeline, and I haven't really been one of the artists that. I don't post everything. You know what I mean? I'd rather just hit you with it. Yeah. To more immediately answer your question, uh, this past Sunday, um, I shot a video. Uh, shout out to my, my good friend and videographer, Mickey Singh. He also shot, um, he shot No Pausing. He shot Moneybag. That's on my YouTube. And he just shot uh, the video on Sunday for this new song that I got called Ease Up. Um, so that's coming. And hey, yeah, bro, I'm excited for this, bro. I, I don't even like it. Is this song encapsulates a lot of the questions in one that you have asked me? Y'all have asked me in terms of where I am and how I got here today. Uh, Ease Up is one of my favorite pieces for a lot of reasons, but uh, more so than any of the other reasons, it's my. I, I believe it's my best engineering work for me. So, you know, a lot of people listen to their favorite songs, but, you know, they don't really know the process that it takes to get a song to sound like a song. You know what I mean? It's a lot that goes into that. So that's coming up real quick, like hot cakes. Looking forward to it, man. Looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it. <laughs> yeah. We was in San Francisco, bro. We, you know, had a lot of little scenic places that we were at. Uh, I showed I showed my dudes some places in San Francisco that they didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? So we had a lot, bro. The best part about that whole day, shout out to my man's Q, uh, shout out to my boy Don, um, was the energy of the day, bro. Like we started real early, 9 a.m. They came to fuck with me. It's a lot of people that you know might not want to wake up at that time on a weekend. You feel me? On a Sunday, and they did, and they came and rocked me, and it was just energy all day from like 9 to 1:30, bro. So, Frank Alvin, ease up. That's coming. Looking forward to that, man. One, one last question for you, bro, before we get into the fast break segment of the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, re you recently went back to Belize. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just talk about what your heritage, your culture means to you. And what was it, what was that experience like? Because you was there, you was out there for a minute. Yeah, um, bro. I went to preschool in Belize. Okay. Um, I've been to summer school in Belize. I've been to Belize to dance. We have this traditional dance called Jankuna, and uh, it happens during Christmas. So I've been there for that. I've been there with my family. I've been to Belize so many times. And what was different about this trip, 
uh, I was out there with my mom um, during Easter. So in a lot of these countries, uh, Easter is, you know, it's taken very seriously. You know, they observe that. Uh, a lot of the shops close uh, for the weekend um, when the holiday is observed. And so, you know, I got to be there for that and be in the energy of it. And bro, my parents, like, my mom and my dad are both Belizean from the same town. They from the mud, bro. Like, you know, you go to a lot of these places and um, tourists be like, oh man, this is beautiful. You know, they see the trees, they see the colorful houses, but you know, they don't really know how some of them people is really living out there, bro. Like, they, they don't know, you feel me? When I was a kid, bro, I used to see all the, you know, kids wanna do what other kids is doing. I used to see all the kids walk around barefoot, bro. And I thought, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not popping because I'm not walking around barefoot like that. You feel me? And then I tried it, bro. I got so sick, bro. I got, bro. I had to go to the hospital. I had to get shots, like, hold on. I was very, 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 very sick. And um, they're used to that. You know what I mean? Like, it don't affect them. Some people walk around that thing barefoot all day, rain, sleek, or snow. It don't snow out there, but you feel me. Um, so, you know, it, it was cool being back there, man, and just seeing it. It's always, it's a beautiful place. The, the people are very, like, beautiful, bro, um, in terms of just their spirit, you know, and just the niceties and the way they are out there. Um, hey, I'm going to tell you what, though. Them shorties out there, like, nice. <laughs> they nice, bro. And it's so cute. It's so humid. During Easter, bro, like, ain't nobody wearing that. Ain't nobody wearing makeup, bro. <laughs> you know I mean? Ain't nobody. You know how you know girls would be like, women would be like, let me go put my face on. You feel me? Okay, baby, go ahead, put your face on out there during Easter. That thing gonna melt right off. <laughs> that thing gonna melt right off. So it was, you know. It's a lot of beautiful women, bro, that don't be requiring, you know, no makeup. I appreciate makeup. I ain't knocking makeup. I ain't knocking. I'm just saying. You feel me? I speak on my experience. Um, food, outstanding. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't know, Belize, uh, your money is worth double there. So you go over there with 500 US, you got a bag in Belize dollars. To put it in more perspective for you, one of the more expensive dishes that um, I saw in San Pedro, which is a key, C-A-Y-E, which are little islands around Belize, was like $68. Go ahead and divide that by two, you feel me? You just gonna pay like $34 for some cool seafood, you know? Um, I applied for dual citizenship while I was out there. So nice. uh, in the future, you know, I definitely would love to build a home out there. Um, I'd be able to, I'd be able to do that. And it was cool spending that time with my mom, seeing way more of the country, going to the Keys, being in the water, eating the food. You know what I mean? It was a good time, bro. It was a good time. So you still had a lot of family out there? Oh, bro. Yeah, I got a lot, bro. The thing, hey, man. The thing with Caribbean people, bro. Bro. Being out there when I was little and a lot of people seeing me when I was young, when I go out there and I'm older, they, my mom be like, do you remember so-and-so? Do you remember so-and-so? Do you I'm like, nah, 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 no, I don't remember them. But they remember me. I don't be feeling bad, but then I'll be feeling bad. You know what I mean? Uh -uh. 
So yeah, I got. Oh, this when I go to the Philippines. <laughs> I'm right. Same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the other cool thing about being in Belize is I got to see the Afro Latino side of Belize, bro. I was, I was. Uh, it's it's a big Mayan culture in Belize, so. I was looking at my, um, um, so Belizeans, we speak Creole, we speak broken English. Um, the native language in Belize for the Garifuna people, Garifuna people is called Garifuna. Um, it's a French Arawak language. So uh, something in that language, good morning. Um, it said Buiti Binafi, like that's just the language. And the Creole is like how Jamaicans speak, but it's different, feel me? So imagine, Going up to a Mayan person, to somebody from America, they would look Latino, and they speaking just like us. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> What's going on? It was like being at a, it was like being in a at a red light. Somebody telling you to go. Like I was like, what? Like, so it, 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 it was cool, man. I really enjoyed my time over here. Nice, nice. All right. So before we end this show. We're going to have you run the fast break. Oh, shit. Um, we talked about it a little bit before before we started recording. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be quick. I, I should stop saying rapid fire questions because it's not really rapid fire. <laughs> what, what ends up happening is we you, you end up needing to think about it a little bit more because we, we hit you with some, some questions that you might not even be ready for. But I'll go ahead and start. Uh, whatever, again, whatever comes off the top of your head whatever your first reaction answer is that's what we'll go with if we feel like you need some time to elaborate or if you want to elaborate yourself we'll, we'll allow you that time obviously i like uh, this Get it. <laughs> so if you could pull four attributes from any artist to create a super artist what would that what would they be so it could be rapping producing mixing bars your could be poetry, bad, whatever it is. Bad Bunny's effect. Drake's pliability. Kendrick's bars. And Nipsey's hustle. Ooh. I like that. I like that. All right. My first fast break question is what is your go to piece of clothing? Ooh, sneakers off top. You feel me? Like I, I'm definitely gonna frame more often than not. I'm gonna frame my fit around my shoes. Feel me? More often than not. So, yeah, sneakers. Which pair of shoes? Do, this isn't my question, but which pair of shoes do you tend to gravitate towards first? Damn. Honestly, bro, I low key be like, I, I be in between my Vans. Um, I just got some Coke whites, so the Air Forces. Um, I'm like looking at all the shoes right now. Yeah, but I be in between the bands, the Coke whites, and then, you know, I got my cool other like statement piece shoes. You feel me? Uh, I, I got I got my I got four pairs of Yeezys. You feel me? Um, I rock with this brand called Clearweather. I don't know if y'all ever heard of them, but they make some pretty cool stuff. Um, I, you know, got the Nikes, got some other Adidas and stuff like that. But yeah. For sure, I'm a I'm a Vans type dude. Um, I like my select. The bonds are the old schools, huh? 
The slip-ons, the old schools. Old schools, bro. Lace up for me. For if, sure. you, if you lace them <laughs> past the fourth hole, you some type of sucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Better not catch you with that thing lace past the fourth hole. I'm going to be looking at you funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next question. Who would play you in your biopic? Ooh. Damn. That's a good question. Who like a celebrity or whoever whoever your choice it's whoever will play you in your biopic. Damn. You can choose by looks, you can choose by acting ability, talent, whatever it is. I'm not gonna lie, bro. You got me on that one. I ain't never I ain't never been asked that. Who would play me in my biopic? Denzel Washington. That's a good one. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see I, that. <laughs> Den, Denzel Washington. Uh, um, I can see. I can see Jamie Foxx playing me too. I for sure can see Jamie Denzel Washington or Jamie Foxx for sure. Jamie Foxx, my favorite actor. Yeah, I think he's I think he's my top three. He's my personal top. Three. In my opinion, he is the best actor out there. In my opinion, but and I heard he playing Tyson too. I can't. Bro, I, was for just, that. I was just my bro. Yep. Yes, bro. <laughs> yes, bro. Yeah, bro. I don't know if y'all. I don't know if y'all seen the foxhole when he was making fun when he told that joke about him making fun of Mike Tyson and stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Jamie Foxx or Denzel, and speaking of Denzel, I had I just watched Flight in Full for the first time with like two weeks ago. Bro, that's that a great movie. movie. That movie's so cold, bro. That movie's so cold. It's a great movie. Yeah. All right. My next fast break question is: When you're not working, making music, how does check wind down? <sighs> making some fire ass food. Going to get some fire ass food. Okay. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, Throw it down in the kitchen. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> let me tell you about this man here. This man, I've been an admirer of this man's breakfast burrito for like three fucking years. <laughs> I gotta get you one of them, bro. Man. Like it's 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 serious, man. It's serious. I, you ain't had it, Mo. No, Mo, you ain't had it. I ain't had it yet, bro. bro you gonna you gonna have to, you gonna have to pull up with your fiance and come get you one, bro. Okay, definitely. I'm, and you're I'm still in Hayward, mean, right? And I mean, you're still that, in Hayward. Yes. Okay, I'm in Hayward too, man. Next time she's up here, we slide through, bro. All right, man. <laughs> we gonna we gonna do that. But uh, yeah, food, getting some fire ass clothes, uh, being by being by the beach. I love being by the water, man. And um, jujitsu. Nice, nice jujitsu. My next question. It kind of goes to what you were what you hit on as far as food. The best meal you've ever had at a restaurant or just out in general, and where can I get it? Shit. It could be if you travel somewhere or whatever, but the mess the best meal you've ever had out and where can I get it? So many things. <laughs> I'm going to Seattle on Friday. One of my favorite places to go to Seattle is GNH Pasta Co. And they had this truffle pasta, bro. It was so delicious. And I'm definitely going back there to get that when I go. Um, That's something I gotta put on my list. Yeah, bro, it's fire. 
And then they also have a dope ass um, spinach lasagna at this spot at the public market called Pink the Pink Door. Very good. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, bro. <sighs> my mom's kitchen, bro. My mom, my mom and my auntie, they throw down on some mean Belizean food, bro. Like m- mean. I'm after. I'm after. Call you out on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Of like, I, bro, I, I, I have to sit, check that out. I can sit here and talk food forever, bro. And if you have not been, bro, this going to be random as fuck, but one of the best cupcakes in the Bay Area is in Swan's Market in Oakland at the at this place called Cupcake. All right. Go check bro, it out. They, I don't even care for key lime pie like that. They have a key lime pie cupcake, my brother. It is so fire, bro. You ever had a cupcake with, with pie crust on the bottom of the cupcake, bro? No. Mm, right. That sounds hella good. All yeah. Right. Bro. All right. <laughs> All right. Cup cupcaking, bro. Y'all wanna put y'all wanna y'all wanna put a, a smile on your lady face, bro? Go get her some cupcakes from cupcaking. I'm telling you. All right. All right. That's that's on my list for this weekend. <laughs> they closed on they closed on Monday and Sunday though. Okay. okay. All right. My last fast break question for you, my good sir, is how did you get involved with jiu-jitsu? And just talk about how that's been a positive effect, effect on you, my mentally, bro, physically, my, et cetera. Bro, my fucking roommate, bro, Marwan Hickey. So um, I'm going to keep it a buck. It, I didn't move out to my, I didn't move out of my mom's house till I was like 30. So I've been in this spot that I'm at right now for like, three years and uh my boy marwan intelligent amazing dude bro um he started you know doing jujitsu and one of marwan's things is uh prim- being in a primal state with things so uh jujitsu is one of the most primal things a man will ever do bro and it's not often that you are you know rolling on the ground with another dude but that's a whole different type of strength it's a whole different type of mental fortitude it's a whole different type of patience it's a whole different type of sense of urgency it's a whole different type of control um so initially i went to a, a i went to try the classic marijuana i was like oh all right this is cool whatever and then i went again and um the second time i went i was like recently out of a relationship at the time I was like, you know what? Yeah, bro, we just about to lock in. And honestly, I didn't want to pay the monthly fee of one sixty nine a month for it. That was that was kind of expensive for me. But I was like, you know what? It ain't even about the money because I know that the return on investment that I'm gonna get from this is gonna outdo that that monetary value. And I got started, bro. And I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. I've learned so much about myself um, from this martial art, it's definitely one of the harder martial arts to master because there's so, like, the level of creativity that is behind it is just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, I've been choked a lot of times. I've had my arm arm barred a lot of times. I've been injured. I've been hurt. I've been, and I still go back. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I like choking me a motherfucker too. You feel me? I, it, it's just something about it, you know? But aside the... Um, self-defense of it, bro. I think it's just great. I think it's uh, it it builds character. 
it builds character and it exposes you to things about yourself that you didn't even know was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're fighting somebody else, but ultimately you're fighting yourself. And that could not be more true. When they say, you know, like in Rocky, um, for the first pre, the most important fight is the one in the mirror. That is so true, man. And you might not, martial arts just hit differently with that. Just hits different because you either beating ass or getting your ass beat. It's not like, you know, the NBA where, you know, you you blow out your opponent by 20 points. Oh, we whipped them. Or football, you know, they they ran them out the they ran them off the field like, nah, this is mano e mano. Somebody gonna walk out of here the champ, somebody's not. You know what I mean? And how that gonna sit with you moving forward. I started jujitsu a year and a half ago, January of 2020. Um, I had my first competition November 21st of 2021. I took home gold. I also compete in the ultra heavy division. That is basically like baseball, not having a salary cap, but for weight. So, <laughs> bro, could have been 350 pounds and I would have had to see. You feel me? So, and I, I just had a competition uh, May 22nd. And I was fortunate enough to take home the gold with that as well. I wasn't congratulations. Thank you. I wasn't happy, too happy with my performance on that, but I stuck to my plan. My plan worked and I won. So yeah, man, that's how I started on that. And ain't no ain't no turning back. Nice, nice. I feel like that's a I feel like that's a good place to end it. Just wise wise words and you know that inspiration. Uh man. And Again, Gabe, we want to thank you again for coming on our show, coming on this uh, episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. Tell our listeners where they can find you on your socials and everything. Yeah, absolutely, man. My IG handle uh, is C-H-E-K-M-A-T-E underscore 23. If you go to YouTube and you type in Frank Alvin, um, no pausing will be the first video that come up. You'll see me in a black and silver Oakland Raiders Cliff Branch jersey. Um, and on Apple Music, um, if I don't come up under Frank Alvin, because I'm going through a little name change right now, you can definitely find me underneath C-H-E-K, check, or C-H-E-K-M-A-T-E as well. So, yeah, man, that's how you find me, bruh. For sure, for sure. And that's all the time we have for today. Again, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at emankoa, at E-M-A-N-K-O-A-M-O. Find me on Twitter as well as your boy at your boy Mo87. You can also find the Killer Crossover Podcast uh, on IG, all one word, Killer Crossover Podcast. Yes, sir. And we are out. Peace. Peace.